Recording in progress. Good morning and welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm on this wonderful Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. Oh, wonderful already. Oh my God, snow and ice, freaking cold. Oh, welcome winter. I don't know where you all live, but if you live in New York, it's just so weird how the weather works here. We get so spoiled when it's like warm and warm for us is like upper forties, like 50 in the winter. Um, that's warm for us. Uh, it's just crazy how it goes from 50 to 18. <laughs> okay. Well, anywho. So I am back from my business trip from Massachusetts. Um, interesting. Had a great had a great business trip, um, but it was for cheerleading. For those that need to know what it was for, um, but at the same time, some people in Massachusetts have no idea how to run their business either. I went to this restaurant Friday night, and I can just tell you they have. Okay, so you know you're having any you're having some events that weekend. Why is, why is half your staff only there and the rest of your staff is not there? Um, I, I don't know. So they couldn't handle the volume of people. Meanwhile, you had tables available where I could have sat. And then I didn't understand, like a whole entire like, group ordered pizza to go. Why were they allowed to do that? But then I couldn't order to go. It was just a mess. But I still, I, I have patience and I waited. It wasn't that long of a wait, but still. It just amazes me how, as somebody in PR and somebody that I, I do marketing, how people, when I, when I end up coaching their business, that's one of the things I look at is how their business is run. And most businesses do not know how to run efficiently and effectively. And we can now turn that to the New York Rangers, how sometimes they don't know how to play efficiently and effectively. Because during their losing streak, here are some of the keynotes that I noticed. One, if you notice during that stretch, let's just talk about Igor. Okay. The whole entire team feeds off Igor. So when Igor is performing poorly, the entire team performs poorly. When Igor is at his best, the entire team is at its best. They feed off each other. So unfortunately, they were feeding negative energy off each other. They were not feeding positive energy off each other. Um, unfortunately, that's the case. Um, the bromance boys. I like that. JD on, on uh, Twitter came up with that idea. The bro that sounds like a band. But we all know who we're talking about, Mika and Chris. Um, yo, you, the two of them. I don't care who is on the line with you. You, you two are the power force of that line, and you need to start getting going. Hopefully, Kako will get you to start moving and getting and getting going here. But you shouldn't rely on Kako for you to get going, because you two are superstar players. Okay. Unfortunately, Kako is not a superstar. Okay, but the two of you are, and you shouldn't rely on anybody else on that line. It should be the two of you, unless, now here's my thing, and here's my thinking, uh, then, then separate the two of them. Leave Mika up there, obviously he's the center, and then move Kreider to the third line and Cooley up to the first line, because Cooley is a natural left wing, not a right wing. Um, but if Kako is going to start getting you going like he did last night, I, you know, um, I have to give it to Kako. Um, he did a great job. Now, I will say this about Kako. Okay. He did a great job of having puck awareness, playing, you know, um, playing against the boards, made great plays he get with the boards, made great defensive plays. He did. But he's got to produce 
because I'm so sick and tired of people saying, well, look at what Kako did. He was great in the offensive zone and he was great defensively. And he, you know, he play, he has great board play and he's got great puck awareness and blah, 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 da, 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 yada, yada, yada. But then we turn to Laffy and we're so fucking critical of Laffy. Well, Laffy's not scoring goals. Laffy's not scoring. Laffy's not on the score sheet. Laffy's not doing this. Look at what Laffy's doing. I'm so proud of how Laffy's playing. I'm so proud of how he's playing. He's playing out there. He's having fun. Not only that, if it wasn't for Laffy, would Panarin be one of the top scorers in the league this year? No. That's how important Laffy is to Panarin. And that's how important that line is. And Vinny, I mean... Vincent Trotrek's having an amazing year, and I'm so proud of him, too. He's tremendous. You know, all of you guys that complained, oh, my God, we paid all that money for a third center. Uh, He's now second center, okay? He's not first. He's center. He's second. But still, you know, the team played so much better last night. I will say last night, not the game against the Capitals at the Garden. They got lucky with that game. But last night, they were quick to the puck. They They were a little more aggressive. Not as aggressive as I wish they would be, but they were aggressive. And they did a good job of keeping Seattle off their game. And Seattle kept coming at them and coming at them and coming at them. And you saw what the championship mindset is all about last night. They showed you mental toughness. That's exactly what the championship mindset is. It's knowing that you are a big dog. And no matter what's thrown in your face, you don't revert to a little dog. You stay a big dog. Which I'm going to get to in a minute. But, you know, it's amazing. It's just, uh, uh, um, you know, and I'll go back to Kako for a minute. Yes, he, he played some great, he had some nice plays, and he, he broke Seattle's flow. He's very good at that, I have to say. You know, he had good play off the boards, like I said. He had good defensive play, but we all know he has to produce. I'm tired of hearing him having like these great games and regressing in the score sheet, regressing, not progressing. He has to progress and score goals. If his last night's goal was a counterpolted him into realizing his potential. Awesome. Wonderful. I'm all on board. But if he does not score a goal on this road trip, I don't want to fucking hear two shits from him about him about how great he is off the boards, how great he is defensively, how great he breaks up the flow. I don't give two shits. Because if you're all going, like I said, I'm going to repeat this so it sinks in. If you're all going to complain about how Laffy isn't scoring goals, like you all want him to score like a goal every fucking game, which that's not his game. But anyhow, his game is what you see right in front of you right now. How he, I mean, he has seven shots on goal. Like one game he had seven shots, one game he had five, one game he had three, one game he had, you know, another seven. He had an assist here. He had another assist there. He's all over the ice. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's, He's showing you his talent. Okay. It's not always what you see in the score sheet. No, I know. I said that. It's not always what you see in the score sheet. Well, then what about Kako? I'm tired of hearing about it. It's got to be equal for every single player on this team. If you're not, if you're going to bitch that they're not in the score sheet, you can't bitch about one particular player because, oh, well, he was drafted first. I don't care what they're drafted. They could be drafted 99th for all I care. Just because they're drafted high up does not mean that you have unex- unreasonable expectations for each player. And each player develops at their own rate develops at their own timeline not your timeline and it all depends on their um it all depends on their circumstances that surround them how they're coached how they're developed has a big effect on every athlete no matter what sport they play 
I mean, we can all look at football for a second. We can all look at Zach Wilson on the Jets. Look at how he was developed. Poorly. Very, very extremely poorly. He probably has talent. And he has, but we've seen some flashes of it. But it's all about your external circumstances. But it's also, when you have your external circumstances, it's also about your mindset. And Laffy's mindset this year is tremendous. And I have to give him his kudos for that. He does, like I've said before, with with, um, with Laffy, his thing is when he's having fun, that's how he gets things done. When he overthinks, that's when he stinks. Yes, they rhyme. But that's what affirmations usually are, and that's what the championship mindset with visualization and manifestation are all about. And it's not about sitting back and just visualizing yourself becoming this amazing hockey player or becoming this amazing businesswoman or businessman or, or person, per se. You can't just sit back and, and manifest and, and say affirmations all day. You do have to put some work into it. All you have to do, you have to work. It's not just sitting back hoping and praying that everything happens. Um, but I'm just going to go back to their losing streak because I'm going to show you how the championship mindset works with that. Because there were some things that, like Jacob Truba said as a captain, that totally pissed me off. First of all, like he was in total, total denial that they were in a, that they were in a slump. You can just tell by what he said. I have to find, like, the words. Hold the boat. I have to find it. Obviously, it's going to take a while to find what he said. Um, first and foremost. Um, the way that he said, well, we're almost there. And it's not like we're getting blown out of buildings. But that's a denial. You're denying how your team is playing when you say those things, Jacob. Well, we're almost there, and it's not like we're getting... I don't care if you're not getting blown out of buildings. You're losing three to two. You're losing two to one. You're losing four to two. It doesn't make a difference if you lose four to two or 14 to two. It's all in your mindset, and it's also how you see that. When you have something that's negative happening, you want to reconnect with the positive energy because you have all negative energy surrounding you and you have a big losing streak, especially when it goes over two games. When it's four-game losing streak, you are in a slump, a major slump. Um, it's all about having the, that big dog mentality. Um, oh, my God. I'm I, found, I sound like the guys now with the ums. Uh, okay. Oh, I want to definitely say that one. That was funny. Um, see, um, I feel like I'm them. I'm just trying to look for. I'm just trying to see if I can find it because I really want to read it. But it may not, it may not be. Yes, okay. We're getting close now. Um, we're getting close. Okay, I told you everybody that thing that pisses me off. Okay, we're going, oh, yes, I see it. It's going to happen. I don't know where I put it. Mm, this was two days ago. Anyhow, all right, whatever. But it was also not just like Jacob denying the fact that they were in a big humongous slump it was the way that he words things um jacob let me tell you something okay when you guys are playing like inconsistent hockey and your defense is giving up so many mistakes making so many mistakes and giving up so many giveaways and when you don't correct things and all you do is go in there at the podium well the podium well in front of the mic and say well we're really close you're not close because that four-game losing streak, you guys were doing the same exact thing, thinking that you're going to have different results. You can't play the same way and then expect different results. Now, positive and negative. This is part of the championship mindset. Okay. 
sometimes while trying to reconnect with positive energy, we are brought back to our past where we are faced the same obstacles we are now. The further back we go, the more permission we have to feel negative emotions. This team does not like negative emotion. Chris Kreider is the perfect example of this shit. Because I have to hear blah, blah, blah. I don't even care what the hell he says. He says the same shit over and over again. He does not want to admit the fact that they're losing. Either to Jacob. Losing is a negative emotion. Once you give yourself permission to feel that way, you are then going to reconnect with the positive mental mindset that you need. Okay. Using our memory, I can link any feelings I have now with frustration, sadness, anger, confusion I felt then. By linking my current feelings, I can create an appropriate context for, I'm trying to read my writing here, yes, after I typed it up. My, my, okay, I can create an appropriate context for the negative emotions I feel now. I can then release those feelings and recharge my positivity. Also, I can try to understand the lesson as there are lessons we need to learn at the same, at the same pattern or the same pattern will continue to happen until we learn from that. That's why you have losing streaks. See, the same pattern happened. You lost four in a row. Doesn't matter if you lost four to two, two to one, one, nothing. I don't care. The same shit happens when you, when you deny yourself to feel those negative emotions. See, athletes don't want to feel those negative emotions because what do they do? They reach through, through, their, through their ego. Their ego is in charge of their emotions, not their mindset. And that's where they screw everything up. Okay. The secret to our success is our desire. You must know what you want. Feel it deeply and believe. Here we go now into what manifestation is and visualization is. When you continue to feel it and act on it, the universe responds to you, to your will. When you act on it with actions to satisfy your desires, the feelings become stronger. The more you persist, the more you believe, the more you feel. When you can fully feel your desire, Continued in that feeling is your intuition, your intuition of knowledge of what to do and the belief that you will succeed. The world will not believe in you until you believe in yourself. In every great success story, there are examples of failure, frustration, and disappointment. There are always setbacks and delays. Those who dream big, dream big, will even have bigger obstacles to overcome. With patience and persistence, if they continue to exercise their will to fulfill their desire, they will succeed. So that's something to remember and, and fight through. Like everybody says, oh, they have to fight better. They have to fight better. They had great energy yesterday. They had energy throughout the game. They had the, uh, pretty much the persistence of the same energy, the same energy, the same pattern. And every time Seattle fought back, they fought harder because they had the big dog mentality. And that's what's going to take for them to win. It's not going to be what they think it's going to be because we can see right now what they think it's going to be. They deny how they feel. They think they're right there. They think, see, here's the thing with athletes. They think if they deny what's happening around them and secure some sort of positive, like, you know, speech, you know, motivate them. It's going to motivate them to be better. And it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It never does. You can't deny how you feel. You can't deny, well, right now we stink right now. Right now we suck. We have to get better. We have to dig deep within ourselves and we have to find, you know, what's missing and we have to fix our mistakes. And then you have to, you can't deny what your mistakes are either. You got to say, well, my mistake was this. My mistake was that. And now I'm going to be better because I know what my mistake was. See, you never hear that from athletes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, okay, here you go. When you take the risk and make the jump into the unknown, you are reinforcing your belief in yourself and the possibility of getting what you want. Once you learn to access your inner intuition and confidence, you will not push so hard. 
it becomes easier for you guys. That's what the championship mindset is. See, I say it's difficult because it is to hold that feeling every day, but to understand what your feelings are. And men do not do well with emotions. I mean, let's just be real. It's easier for women to dig deep into their emotions and understand what they're feeling. Okay, today I'm feeling frustrated. Today I'm feeling confused. Today I'm, I'm feeling impatient. Whatever. Men don't like to feel. They like to do. Women like to feel. So there's a difference within our mentality because women are a little bit different than men. Um, so I'll just talk about visualization. Let me just talk about this for a second. By visualization, oh my God, I can't even say the word today. By visualization and manifesting, you will feel the passion to succeed and you won't have to bottom out to get what you want. You will tap into your natural ability to get what you want. Now, I did post something for Ryan Lindgren um, um, on Instagram. Uh, I didn't post it on Twitter because like, it doesn't belong there. It belonged on Instagram. I saw this video of him with his eyes. He, killer eyes don't lie, Ryan. I literally can see how you feel, right? If I look in your eyes, your eyes are like, that's why I saw their killer eyes. You have that killer instinct. You have that ability um, to tap into your big dog mentality. Like it, it probably becomes a lot easier for him, I believe, than any other player on the team. Um, and I also sold him he's, He's underappreciated, undervalued, um, and underestimated. And I want him to understand why I said that. I said that because you have when you tap into your ability to have the big dog mentality, to have that warrior mentality, you do amazing things. And you are you you can win an Oris trophy. You can do whatever you want to do in life because you have that ability to do so where I see a lot of other teammates of yours don't. They don't have that ability yet because they haven't grasped the concept of what having a warrior mentality is. Warrior mentality is pretty much pretty much close to the big dog mentality. And I would hope that the, your teammates would tap into that with you. Um, and no, we're not sick of seeing you on social, by the way. We're not tired of seeing you. I saw that video of where you, you said you would think that the fans were sick of you. Honey, honey, honey. No, they're not sick of you. They're not sick of you. You're fucking awesome. Remember that. You, you are great. You are as great as you want to be great because you have the warrior big dog mentality. Same as Laffy. Laffy's having fun right now. Look at how he's playing. We need... Chris Kreider and Mika now to tap into that. I mean, Adam Fox kind of broke out, but then he went silent for a little bit now. But he broke out, but then he went back. We need Adam Fox to continue to tap into that too. We need Igor to tap into that. We need Jacob Chuba to tap into that. And we need Jacob Chuba to tap into that because he's the captain. That's why. And he has to know what to say and when to say it a little bit better a little bit better um i don't know um i saw that they have like an ex-ranger as a motivating coach um i'm going to tell you this the difference between being a motivating coach and understanding what the championship mindset is are two separate things because anybody can stand in front of a podium or stand in front of a team and go and, and throw out all the cliches. You know, you don't know unless you try. You guys got the, you guys got it, blah, 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 da, da, da. All the stupid shit that motivators say. Motivators say the same shit. They just repeat things over and over again. Um, what I want you to do is tap into your ability to manifest. Tap into your intuition to manifest and visualize yourselves winning the cup. What I want you to do is take the time to think about why you feel certain things when you play. 
you have to tap into your mentality because if you don't tap into it and that positivity, <laughs> you guys are going to lose the first round. doesn't matter. So here's some mental exercises that you can do. I'm going to give you, let's see. All right. I'm going to give you three or maybe five. I'll give you five. I'll be nice. I'll give you five. Okay. Think of a time when you felt cheerful. It's a positive emotion. Think of a time. Okay. Do the, and you write it down. So, oh, I didn't say that first. Oh, my bad. So you all need paper and a journal to do this. This, this is all about writing things down. Because when you write it down, your intentions become clearer. If you're just going to sit there and talk to yourself and go, okay, well, one thing that makes me cheerful is when I see my kids, you know, playing in the snow. Great. Write that down. One thing that makes me cheerful is when my football team wins. Great. Write that down. You have to write it down. You have to write down what your intention is. This is all part of the championship mindset. Get a journal. Literally, or get a notebook and start writing this down. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do this, not just the guys on the team. Okay. Something I do when I'm angry that I wish I didn't do. That's a negative emotion. See what we're doing? We're tapping into positive emotion and tapping into negative emotion to then get us to then make our intentions clear of what we want to do, how we want to be in order to achieve our goal. Something I blame someone else for unfairly. Okay. A drawing of a spiral starting in the middle of the page. And then five, something I feel happy about. Now, the reason we're doing these, I will explain when I do the championship mindset. But these are important to do. All right, I'll give you six. I'll give you five more. Something I need to practice boundaries with. Seven, reasonable and unreasonable expectations I have for myself. Eight, something, something I would like to change. It could be about yourself. It could be about your job. It could be about whatever it's going to be about. But what would you like to change? If there is one thing that you could change, what would it be? Nine, something I like to, something that I would like to say the same, something that you would not like to change. See, so now we're going in and out of being comfortable and being uncomfortable because that's what manifestation and, and visualization is. It's all about learning how to be uncomfortable and getting out of our comfort zone. Okay, and then number 10, last one, I'll do, I'll do 11. Well, 10 can be both, 10 can be both, 10 and 11. So what are your best features about yourself? What's the best thing about yourself? And what are your weaknesses? What would you like to change about yourself? Like what your weaknesses are. So many times we don't focus on our weaknesses either. We just focus on our strengths. And we pretend we, and then we use our weaknesses as excuses as to why we're not being who we, who we can be. And why we're not accomplishing what we can accomplish. So the championship mindset is basically taking your weaknesses and trying to flip them into strengths. Because you can take a weakness and turn it into a strength. That's what the manifestation and, and, and visualization is. Um, so like, for example, I'll tell you what one of mine was. One of mine is being very impatient about things and wanting to rush through everything. Just want to rush through it. I just want to get to point B. So I've learned through manifestation and visualization how really how to play chess so very well and not checkers. Because saying it and doing it are two different things. I can tell you all that I play chess when in fact I don't, I play checkers because I want to rush through things. And that's what the world does. The world likes to rush through everything, every experience, every obstacle. We have to rush through it. No, that's not what the championship mindset is. It's not about that at all. It's about taking something 
and trying to turn it and like flip the script. So I'm flipping the script basically on a weakness of mine. My weakness is being impatient. I have now learned, I've been put in situations where I have learned how to be patient. It's not like you can just go and, and pray to God, God, grant me patience. He's not just going to go boom and, you know, a flash of lightning is going to happen and boom, you're going to have patience. No, you're going to be put in situations where you need to now learn how to be patient. That's how it works. That's why the guys don't have it because they don't understand it. They don't do it and they don't have, they have what it takes to do it, but they don't want to do it. Two different things. Having it and wanting it are two different things too. FYI. So coming in about a couple weeks, January 23rd to be quite example. Oh my God, that's next week. I will start doing the Championship Mindset Podcast. I will start doing more Championship Mindset um, blogs and content. That's what's coming January 23rd. So if you're interested in subscribing to this podcast, you're going to get the Championship Mindset. Not just for athletes, but for anybody. And I'm going to do, I'm going to have some freebies. Yes, because I believe in, in sharing my knowledge with others. But I'm also going to do the exact championship mindset starting January 23rd. Um, the book will probably be finished for February 1st. So the podcast is coming first. The book's coming second. And then I have a workbook coming with it. So everything flows together. It has to all flow together. Um, and like I said, I've learned to be patient. My old self would have rushed through this shit and it would be all wrong. The new me that knows how to just let things flow, just go with the flow, whereas I'm not rushing through it. I wanted to be what it's going to be and it's going to be what it's going to be because I'm not rushing I'm just letting it flow and I'm doing things the way that it should be done so that's coming January 23rd um besides other awesome things that are happening January 23rd but I'm not going to say um I just want to also wish Jacob Chuba and Kelly congratulations on the birth of their son Axel I'm not very fond of the name I will just tell you that straight out. Every time I hear the name Axel, I think of Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses. So I don't know what you're going with that, but he looks like, right now, he looks like Jacob. He's got Jacob's, he's got some of Jacob's features. Right off the bat, I see Jacob. Um, so it's really exciting. And I'm going to tell Jacob this. Becoming a parent, you, you will start seeing things from a different perspective. And I think that's exactly what you need. Because I think you are so hard-headed that you don't want to see things from anybody else's perspective. You just want to see things from your ego perspective because your ego does all the talking. You, and I will say, yes, Jacob Chuba is an egomaniac. He's a quiet egomaniac because there's two different kinds of egomaniacs we see. We see the egomaniac athlete that just dies and needs attention 24-7. You know, everything he does is for his ego. You know, he'll sign with this sponsor for this money and this attention. He'll tweet this for attention. He'll say something stupid at the podium for attention. Um, you know, he'll date like, you know, a supermodel for attention. Uh, those are the egomaniacs that are like out in public and you see. There are different types of egomaniacs. And Jacob Chuba, everything is through his ego. Everything's through his ego. Ego, ego, ego. His ego does the talking. He doesn't do the talking. His big dog mentality doesn't do the talking. His ego does the talking. His heart does not do the talking. His mind does the talking. Two separate things. But I will tell you this. Becoming a parent will make you, will force you to see things from a different perspective. So I'm going to just say this to Jacob. You know how excited you got? When somebody, I believe you posted on Instagram, somebody bought your art and how exciting that was for you. 
and how exciting it was when you finished your art and you showed the world how your art, all the things that you worked hard on. Well, my podcast is my art. My blog is my art. My books that I write, that's my art. My social media content that I create is my art. I do everything from a creative perspective. I see everything from a creative perspective because I'm a very creative person. But And I do paint, but not like you. Um, that's my art. Why would you not want to help me flourish my art? I, I, I tried my best to get your stuff in galleries. I don't know if it worked. But I was out there pushing your art in front of different galleries because I do believe your art is gallery worthy. But at the same time, I understand too, like the PR department with the Rangers is not a very, um, first of all, they suck. I'll just say it this way. The PR department has no idea how to be a public, anything to do with public relations because that's what PR stands for. It stands for public relations. Um, But I hold you, Jacob, higher in esteem than I do the PR department and the dumbasses that work in that department. Um, for example, if you didn't all hear, they had another meet and greet with the Rangers, with the players for season ticket holders, and they still boshed that one up. They boshed another one up because half the season ticket holders didn't even know that they were having a meet and greet. How do you not c- connect with all your season ticket holders? Meanwhile, you have teams like the LA Kings who do an incredible job with their for their season ticket holders and they do an incredible job period with their social media content because they have this show called black and white do you see the ranger team have this kind of stuff done no what do we do we do off the board stuff where we have a guy with the microphone going around asking about the super bowl that's our content now i will tell you that kind of content is great and guys want to see it and girls want to see it but that should not be what all our social media content's about. Like getting like the inside scoop on how the Rangers practice, how the Rangers are in the locker room. Um, and there's a video that I'm going to post. Of, I forgot what year it was, but it was when Ryan McDonough was the captain. Wait till you see how the guys were in the locker room back then compared to now. I mean, my God, I, I always say that, like, you know, Alexa Lafreniere is a great, has cheerleading vibes. You want to see cheerleading vibes? Wait till you see this video if you haven't seen it already. But I'm going to post it again anyway. Um, I'm going to post it anyway. I, I can't believe it. It's crazy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the PR department for the New York Rangers could give two shits about the fans. They don't care about the fan base. Stop thinking that they care about you. Stop thinking, I'm going to say this. Stop thinking that Jacob Chuba cares about you too. He's going to start caring though. Because like I said, becoming a parent makes you see things from a different perspective. You know, when I was a nanny, I saw things from a different perspective because I was raising people's children. When I was a teacher, I literally was raising people's kids as a pre-K teacher, as a toddler teacher, as an infant teacher. I saw, I was raising other people's kids. I saw things when you are around kids you see things from a totally different perspective. It's amazing. Literally, it does change your life when you're surrounded by kids. And I wish a lot of people would see things from that perspective because this world would be a better place. But it's not, so. But anyhow. Um, message for Ryan Lindgren. Um, hi, I hope you're not wearing your brown shoes because those are ugly. Like, literally, I cannot stand those brown shoes. Now, the blue suit that I was picking you on, <laughs> was picking on you with, I still can't stand that suit, but that color blue just looks so fucking good on you. I can get over the suit because the blue looks so fucking good on you. But those shoes, my God, get a new pair of shoes. Those black pair of shoes you wear is great. You should wear the black with the blue. Black and blue go good together. You don't have to wear the brown. I like your blue socks. 
like I said, blue looks so fucking good on him. It's um, it's unreal. Blue looks really good on a couple of our guys. I gotta say. Um, and can we get Vincent Trocheck in Vogue? Uh, I I I can't stress this enough. Can we get him in Vogue? My God, the last uh, the last suit you wore and how you looked. Holy fucking shit! Amazing. Amazing. Like right now, I think Vincent Trocheck is Fashion Avenue. He has he has beaten out Keandre Miller by maybe like half a point. <laughs> if I have to give them points. Because Keandre Miller is fashion. I mean, and so is Igor. And so is Igor. Igor, Keandre Miller, and Vincent Trotrick are like the top three guys on this team with fashion. The next two guys I would say so far this year would be definitely Will Cooley has surprised me. I think his fashion is great. Um, he's amazing with that. Um, who would I say with the next? I mean, I, I've saw Jimmy Vesey look pretty darn good. I mean, Goody always looks good, too. Oh, that's why I throw him in there. I mean, Goody always looks good, too. I mean, and Ryan with the blue. Get different. I mean, you did get a different suit, but that blue suit, oh, my God. Just get different shoes. I would love to see, what I would love to see with Ryan Lindgren is if he would w- wear, like, a regular, like, men's dress shirt. Not a button-down dress shirt. Just a regular dress shirt. No freaking tie on your suit. You look fucking amazing like when you look like that. That is amazing. And you haven't worn a beanie again this year so far. I haven't seen any beanies from you. Laffy never wears a beanie. You should wear a beanie. I don't think Laffy would look good with a beanie. I know Ryan would look damn fucking good with with a beanie. Jacobs looked good with his beanie hat on and his rough on his face. And his suit choices have been pretty good this year so far. Um, Chris Kreider always looks good. So, and Mika looks good. Um, they have that down pat. Gus the Boss looks really good, too. I don't have to say. He looks pretty good. Wheeler's looked good. Um, Foxy's looked really amazing. The past couple suits that I've seen him wear, he's looked amazing. So, I mean, Fashion Avenue is pretty much, it's kicking. So, as we can kick Fashion Avenue, right, and be really amazingly dressed, you should also be amazingly productive on the ice as well. So see, so kind of like take like that mindset of how you're, when you are dressing in your suit and you want to look amazing, you also want to be amazing on the ice. You want to match that energy. See how I tapped into that, tap into that energy and then you will look amazing on the ice. It's quite simple. And um, Ryan, honey, can you stop running and just move forward? Because your eyes can't lie. Your eyes do not lie i can can see i know what you're thinking just by looking in your eyes Mm -hmm. i can tell oh and then there was something that was posted yesterday about james doland and sexual harassment or a sexual assault actually i believe that's what it was wasn't it um oh my god amazing isn't that um just like i've said to all of you about what the championship mindset is right um, accused of sexual assault from 10 years ago. Now, you know how I feel about this kind of stuff. If it happened 10 years ago, it should have come out 10 years ago. But I'm just going to say, oh, you mean to tell me that there could also be sexism running around rampant within the New York Rangers and the Knicks organizations? Oh, my God, no fucking way. Because how you act is how you think. And if he thinks he's better than women, which most of you guys think you're better than women anyway. Uh, Let's just be real. I posted a whole entire video on this. Now, I cut the video a little short, but I'm going to... Powerful, independent women. Here we are. Ready? The world can't stand strong, powerful, independent women. And you know why? Because strong, powerful, independent women call men out on their shit. And men don't like being called out on their shit. Just go and watch some of my videos. They have the defensiveness of men when you call them out on their shit. But it goes much deeper than that, right? Because in reality, the men that don't want to be called out on their shit are these few weak men that are in control of the majority of the world. They know that if they have a world full of strong men 
who are willing to listen to and empower the women, these weak men in power will lose their power. Bingo. The world can't stand strong. Oh, yes, thank you. I got to get off this thing. <laughs> Bingo. Yep. So when I call Jacob Truba out, when I call the New York Rangers PR department out, which is run by men, okay, they can't handle that. And weak-minded New York Ranger fans who are men cannot handle the fact that I call you out on your shit. Because I'm not going to sit here and let you do what you're going to do. Okay? It's not going to happen. And the girls, okay, the young girls who allow the men to call out women are part of the problem, too, because they're afraid. They're not strong enough to be strong, powerful women. And you can tell who on Twitter are going to become strong, independent women or are going to become basic women who accept bare minimum from men. It's that fucking simple. And that's the problem. And that's what we have. We have women who are strong, independent women who are going to call men out on their shit. We're going to who are extra. We have women who accept their minimum and are just basic bitches. And the, that's why, and that's why the men are the way that they are. That's the way, and that's why they are. Now, if I was James Dolan, I would be selling the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks right about now. Get your money, because you're going to need it if you're going to pay off. And he, if, I'm going to say this. Anytime you have a situation like this, and the man pays off the woman to stay quiet and just gives her money, you know he's guilty of sin. You know he's guilty as sin. If, if you get, if, if men approach a woman and say, okay, I'm going to pay you such and such amount to keep quiet and to quote unquote apologize for my behavior, that's what they do. And I don't want to hear it the other way around where men on Twitter are going to start going, see, she was a gold digger. She was thirsty. She got her money. No. It's never, it's not, it's, it's halfway, never that way. I'm going to say this. It's about 80% men trying to keep the woman quiet and paying her off. And 20% women trying to get money. I, I don't believe in women going, oh, all of a sudden she's going to become a gold digger now and she's going to want money from James Dolan. No. If, you, if I was James Dolan right about now, all I would focus on is selling the teams, like you said you wanted to do a couple months ago. And now we know why he said that a couple months ago. And now you know why Jacob Chuba acts the way he does. Because look at what he's, you become your environment. You become your environment that you are surrounded in. If the environment that you're surrounded in hates women, okay, thinks that they have, they're better than women, they're more powerful than women, and they don't want women to succeed, that's how you're going to act. And let's just focus on this. When Jacob Chuba was injured, he thought he had a concussion, and he came out and said the next day, well, I don't know how much the New York Rangers want me to talk about it. Bingo. They just like shit to go away. That's how they, that's how they handle shit. They don't know how to handle shit and controversy. They don't know how to handle things. They, they put Jacob Truba in all these PR cleanup stunts to clean it up, to make him look like he's like the sweetest man that ever, like, you know, graced the earth when he's not. It's not that way at all. Okay. I mean, look, he settled for a basic chick who's now, by the way, home taking care of the new baby while he goes and gallivants on his road trip. He did not take any paternity. If I, I'm telling you, if I was Kelly, I would have been like, no, 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 honey. You sitting home here with me. <laughs> First child, and you're leaving it all to He's leaving it all to his woman who's accepting bare minimum. Because that's what she's getting from Jacob. Bare fucking minimum. He didn't take any paternity. Okay. No and men today are allowed to take paternity. So don't give me that, that he had to go with his team because he's the captain. No, family first, hockey second. Now, 
if it was someone who, you know, has been around and surrounded by kids, then I can understand. Like, you know, she knows what she's doing. She's fine. She's good. It's, everything's fine. But then they have two dogs. I'm telling you now, when my, my, my brother became a dad and he had the dog first, oh my God, poor Rufus. Rufus at first was like, oh, to my nephew, he's like, oh, all right, all right, not bad. And he hated, he, he, he hated it. He, and some cats too. I can tell you, my, when my cousin was born, the cat went ballistic. The cat did not want that baby to be in that house. The cat peed on the couch. The cat scratched the kid. The cat went out of its way to be miserable. <laughs> Make everybody else miserable. So hopefully, you know, Donnie and Vito are not going to do that. But now you're going to go on a road trip to, you know, the West Coast for five fucking games, which means you're away for a little bit longer than a week. And poor Kelly is going to be home. Hopefully your parents are there or her parents are there helping her. But it should be you helping her for at least the first two games. You should have missed the first two games on the road trip and taken some paternity. That's the way it goes. But see, that's who he is. He's showing you, like I said in the beginning of the show, ego. Ego does the talking for Jacob. It's all about his ego. It's all about his ego. And hopefully now your son will make you change that perspective because how you're handling other things, you don't want people to do that to your son when he gets older. How you handle the situation with me, you don't want someone to handle the situation, a similar situation or a even worse situation the way that you handle it with me, handle it with your son. Remember that. What goes around comes around. That's how karma works. And remember, like I always say, karma's a bitch. That's all I'm going to say. Karma's a bitch. Yeah, and Ryan, can you stop running and just move forward? Stop running. Stop running from feelings, Ryan. Move forward. Your killer eyes don't lie. Make sure everybody taps into that, by the way. Anywho, today is Wednesday. They play Thursday. They play Saturday and Sunday back to back. So I'm going to wait until after Saturday and Sunday back to back. And I think they also play next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. So it's Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. I think maybe then um, either I'll do my next podcast Monday after they have the three road games or I'll wait until they have four games and then I'll do the next one. So it's wait and see. In any case, stay safe. Uh, around here again, we're going to have little little snow, but you know, people around here still don't know how to drive in it. Just be careful, be safe, be smart. And I will catch you sometime next week. You all know where to find me. I'm on Twitter. Tweet, tweet, tweet. I will be, I will not be posting for a while on Instagram because I am revamping up my content that needs to be posted. So I will do some Instagram stories, but I think that's about all I'm going to do. I'm not going to be doing a lot of things on Instagram for a little bit. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me there. You can find me on TikTok. I'm there too. Long and behold. And you can also read my blog post for updates. So have a great one. Bye.